What's up, Jimbo? What's up, Josh? I'll tell you this. No eternal reward will forgive us now for wasting the dawn. <laughs> I figured after our little tease last week, I figured you'd, you'd appreciate that sort of sort of intro music. And um, if you, you know that um, it, it's interesting, uh, footage resurfaced uh, apparently the other day of their last uh, concert, which was like three months before that album, L.A. Woman. The came Doors, out. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, the album is L.A. Woman. Uh, and, um, it was fascinating to me to see, and I'm pretty sure when I say footage that it was, um, recorded audio footage and then there were some photos, but how much Jim Morrison went downhill. If you think about how quickly too. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I mean, so he died, I think in 1970. So the footage had to have been from early 1970. Yeah. Like March, 1970 or something like that. And And their first album came out in 67. 67, he, yes. Right, where he was, you know, as fit as 1967 goes and shirtless, you know, for the Rolling Stone cover or whatever that famous photo is. Um, and how I basically in, what, you know, less than three years probably. Three years at the most, but but we, knowing that we know that he didn't just overnight, um, you know, get so downhill. So fewer than three years he went from one point to the other, huh? Yeah, I mean it, it. It was it's a stunning transformation. I tell you what, it made me feel better about my COVID transformation. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, I, I haven't seen the footage, and I know he got you know got a little he- was got a little heavy, but yeah, I mean, it doesn't take much, right? If you never mm-hmm. exercise and you drink as much as he evidently was drinking, if uh, he hadn't died of was it a heroin overdose? Do we even um, know? Do, was I, it ever established for sure? I don't really know. He dies in the bathtub, and they're probably I, – I don't know if heroin was involved, but I imagine sleeping pills and alcohol were probably involved. Yeah, um, yeah. You, you know, some sort of massive damage. Right. I, I, I think it was eventually heart failure, but let's face it. He was going to die of cirrhosis or, or alcohol poisoning before that anyway if, he, if there was not any drugs, if he kept up at that rate. Right. Uh, th- you know, that's, that's a cheery, cheery way to start off. Uh, well, it, but you know what's funny it, it, also is – oh, I'm sorry. Go on. No, that's uh, – well, I was just going to say it struck me how interesting it was too knowing that he, that he passes in 1970 and that that Doors movie comes out in 1991. And at the time, it seemed like it was ancient history um, to me. And now that's 30 years ago today, right? That, that's 30 years ago today, but that it was from something that had occurred you know, 20 years previously. And you know they're talking right. about a Scott Weiland – uh, Wyland, um, doc or uh, like uh, movie right now. Yeah, yeah, and just to think that, and I, you know, I still think Scott Wyland of Stone Temple Pilots. For those who don't know the context, but yes, uh, y- you know, I, I don't ship too much from the doors though, because I want to make some points. 
Um, no, I, I was not shifting away from the doors. I was just acknowledging that interesting parallel and to think that somebody who might see that when it comes out in three years or whatever, that they'll have the same sense of a gap of time that I had watching, you know, Val Kilmer do Jim Morrison in 1991. Yeah, they may, they may get that sense of gap time, but I don't know that time is perceived the same way in pop culture these days, the way, the way in which, especially, um, I don't, I don't know how to put it, but culturally Jim Morrison was still sort of ubiquitous in the late eighties, early nineties. You know, there were these things called head shops, which masqueraded as uh, bookstores that sold like tie-dyed, uh, tie-dyed uh, stuff along with, uh, you know, marijuana paraphernalia, you know, that was before it was legal. And you, you, everywhere you went, every tour stop, whether you're on Venice Beach or Berkeley or Haight Street or probably at every city across America, you get pictures of Jimi Hendrix and Jim Morrison and their sort of likeness of being these rock and roll legends. And uh, that that has gone away. And certainly Stone Temple Pilots didn't have that same level of influence. So it would be more, whereas we could have watched it as being like, oh, wow, that guy was something. And that was so long ago. I don't know. I think if a Scott Weiland picture were to come out today, I don't know how much it would play among young people or if it would just be sort of a nostalgia piece for people our age. But, you know, right. back, but back to just the opening that you had. It's funny how cool I thought the doors were when I was younger, how cool, how genius Jim Morrison was and how some, to some degree in pop culture today, he sort of made poked fun at and, and his lyrics aren't considered all that um, deep, like kind of phony, but you have to, you have to admit. And even like that, the, the opening lyrics are, I'll tell you about Texas radio and the big beat comes out of the Virginia swamp. Sure. Why not? The Texas radio comes out of Virginia, but what's you know, what is he really getting at? But either way, there is a certain rhythm to the prose that I really dig, despite all that. And I still have to believe that the, the music is still great. And I'm not sure he they could have assembled the same guys and gotten the same inspiration in his absence. Uh, yeah, I, I definitely agree. I think that that is absolutely an example of that core group creating something that was greater than i mean it's a cliche of course than the sum of its parts or and or creating something unique and original i i also think that it's possible that um uh, mystic poeticism or poetic mysticism of jim morrison and and kind of uh, it could be a function of age too i i, I think that there's that it has a different sort of mystique as a 15 year old boy than it does as a 45 year old man at least for me well and uh, but i think also the time in which it sprung like he, mm-hmm. you know, jim oh, morrison yeah. was trying to copy the beat poets and they were sort of rejecting everything that existed before them and so things didn't have to make sense anyway um and you know we, and and mysticism in general is something that um the world seems to have kind of lost or forgotten about to a certain degree in our very you know binary tech age with algorithms and predictors that we seem to have sort of lost any affinity for uh the for the mystic if you will you know it's interesting too as far as some of those cultural um touch points or so 
that I read an interesting article yesterday about um, – this is not Doors-related, but all quasi-Doors-related – about the catcher and the rye and how we shouldn't – that high schools should not be teaching the catcher and the rye anymore because it does not have it, – it is not rebellious. It, it is meant to captivate, you know, like this – or, or – um, yeah, not a captivate. It's meant to capture this like rebellious teen spirit. And the things that are rebellious to Holden Caulfield are not at all rebellious in any way, shape or form. And that something that captures that spirit has to actually feel rebellious. And when it's it is a piece of work that my parents read in high school, I read in high school and my kids read in high school, it, it it's no longer what it's is meant to symbolize or what it was meant to represent. It can't, it can't be relevant in the way it was 50 years ago. Right. Right. And it's, it's so, it's so interesting though, that it is, but that's Walmart. Right. It, it can, but it can be, it can, I don't know if it, it should be read in high school, but it still should be read by literally we're, we're, we're going way off of where we were going to go. That's fine. Because sometimes things can be read for their place in history too. Cause there's, oh, there's for sure. yeah. yeah, you know, I mean, and that's, uh, so whoever wrote that is full of poo poo, but I mean, and, and, in, and, in, and in the absence of a suggestion replacement that captures that same sort of spirit, cause that same, that spirit doesn't go away. Right. It just, it just changes the, in the way it's represented. So, right. But the, the argument is, is that it's not necessarily relevant. It's, it's not an argument to abolish it. In fact, it did recommend. No, I understand that. that. Okay. It did. It, okay. It, it fair did, enough. But, but I'm afraid that I'm not really that keen on uh, high school literature at this point in my life. And so I did not register what that book was. And, and, and chances it. are that book that I recommend is like some Judy Bloom taught trash it's not even like not even as good as judy bloom like in other words in other words it it although it may hint at the same spirit it doesn't have the same je ne sais quoi as catcher in the rye that's that's kind of a bold prediction but okay knowing nothing that's exactly what's going on <laughs> sorry to detour us from 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 the the talk of jim morrison nonetheless but right that's uh, hey yeah we're all we're, we're way off from where we thought we were gonna I, go anyway I, I will add that i have um residual um heartfelt fondness for the music of the doors that goes beyond many other artists the um it is one of the first guitar uh, books that I ever got. Me was too. The, the doors. The, um, you know, I still play Roadhouse Blues in the Blues Band and we do Love Her Madly and Love Me Two Times in the right. Fast Rock Band. Love Me Two <laughs> Times. That's a pretty, that's a pretty bitchin' riff. That is, that is probably the first riff that I ever really was able to nail in a way that it sounded like what it's supposed to sound like. And, um, so I, like I said, I, I have a very, very soft spot in my heart for the doors. Me too. So, uh, I had an interesting, uh, thing happen last week. If you want to hear about it. Oh, do tell. All right. This is on Friday. So Friday morning. And I might leave some things out and I'll try to tell it as best I can um, as I experienced it. And I will try to – and although some of the things I include may sound like they don't belong there, they will. And I might screw okay. up the story. I'll do my best. But Friday morning, Friday morning, Leslie and I go for our walk. We, we take Juno the dog for a walk every morning. Sometimes it's just me, whatever, barring whatever's going on with either of our works. But Friday morning, we go to take her for a walk. It's going to be a quick one. We're walking down the end of the street and back. 
And as we're passing a neighbor, maybe five houses down across the way, we notice they have police out front. Okay. Okay. And uh, we go, hmm, what's going on there? I'm a nosy neighbor. Call myself the old lady. Gladys Kravitz. Right. I was hoping to catch him on the way back and be like, what's going on? You know, (laughs) because it's totally my business. <laughs> but to a certain degree, one argues in certain close neighborhoods that if that if there is something you know th- that affects one, it could affect all. That's fair. Fair, unless it's something very personal, uh, which would be you know. But you, you'll know, right? You'll know when you see him. Uh, <laughs> but we come back, and if you may recall, last Friday it was set to be very, very hot. Yes, and and i i've been unable to jog lately because of uh my back so i i i just dropped Leslie in June off and said i'm going to go for another long walk okay because i want to get enough enough steps in to feel like i burned some sort of calories and so i took off on my way out it was also garbage day i grabbed my truck keys because i wanted to empty all the whatever soda cans and whatever garbage out of my truck and into the garbage to, so i wouldn't have to deal with it later Right. And then off for my walk. Yeah, I walk by the neighbor's house again. It's Chris and Linda. I hope they don't mind me calling them by their first name. We, we will, I don't even know their last name, so we're fine there. Still don't see anything. Still don't see anything. I'm okay. I'm gone for maybe 40 minutes because it's good, like, two and a half, three-mile walk. Okay. Yeah. I, I got to get those steps in, dude. And as I'm walking back up the street, I notice Leslie. She runs out of the front door. She's on the phone. She's, she's getting into my truck. And she looks very distressed. And so I run up and um, you know, she sees me and she puts the phone on speaker and she's talking to whoever on the other, on the other line. And she's saying, Oh, here's the VIN number. Here's the, here's the license. And she's reading it off of my registration. And she says, he's right here. It's my husband. And this dude says, identifies himself as a detective with the Oakley, not Oakland, but Oakley as in the city adjacent to Antioch. Right, right. The, the Oakley Police Department, and that my license plate off my truck had been stolen and used in the commission of a crime, and I was going to have to report it to the Concord Police Department so I could get replacement uh, replacement plates. Wow. Okay. Yeah, and I didn't even I didn't even believe him. I ran out to the back of my car and be like, "Oh my god, the license plate is gone." Now, the- theoretically, this could have happened. Days ago, because how often do you look at the back of your car to make sure? Yeah, I have no idea. Your plate is there in the grocery store. That's in the grocery store parking lot. I I don't even look then because I I know where I park. I remember where I park and I know my vehicle, right? So, Mm -hmm. but I do believe it happened the day before. And as you know, so okay, we hang up with the guy, and I immediately get online and and. I have to, I try calling Congress PD, but you have to report all these things on via online now because they don't even care to solve your problem. <laughs> You're just doing police reports for insurance reasons or other you know bureaucratic reasons. They're not looking for anything, right? And it occurs to me as all at once that the neighbors, Chris and Linda, that the police were there, and they also own a Ford pickup, as I do, as do I, and that their Ford pickup was conspicuously absent. And maybe you know, Chris had taken it to work or maybe it had been stolen. So I walk down, knock on their door and their adult daughter answers the phone. I say she's adult daughter too. It doesn't want to sound like I was talking to like a 10 year old. So tell me about what happened with your daddy's truck. Um, right, right, right. But her, her dad's truck was in fact stolen. 
the night before, he drives a silver Ford pickup. I drive a gray Ford pickup. And it is likely, I tell them what happened to me, you know, and we share the, the information. We haven't heard back yet uh, that their car was stolen. My plate was stolen. Okay. But mm-hmm. although both of these are crimes, this was not even the crime that was, you know, th- that was in question here. It's, we don't know what the crime, we know that because uh, as my, as Leslie, so she was distressed because the guy, the, the cop, the detective from Oakley calls her and her number is probably listed as a contact on the registration or whatever like that. Mm-hmm. And she said, you know, is this, you know, can I, is, is this James Cattellis or can I speak with James Cattellis? He's not here right now. Oh, he's not. No, he's not. Well, this is the officer so-and-so right uh, from Oakley. You know, uh, is his truck there? She says, his truck's there. And then she really freaks out because my keys are gone. Keep in mind that I, I had taken the keys out and she had to, she has to search all over the house to look, find the spares to get out there to find out what's going on. So she's becoming increasingly, increasingly distressed about this whole thing. Meanwhile, the, the police officer tells her that someone has been a victim of some sort of crime in Oakley so, uh, where, where a similar situation occurred where a, a car, a vehicle was stolen. A license plate was stolen from a similar vehicle as the one that was stolen. And then the suspect or suspects committed this other crime against this person in this other vehicle, in the stolen vehicle with stolen plate. And that they were still working to solve that crime when it happened again. Whoa. Right. To the same victim. To the same victim. We don't know the nature of the crime. Leslie was afraid to ask. Um, and he didn't, and he didn't, the cop didn't volunteer it. And that he, but he did, was able to use, use the plate that was reported from my truck to then cross-reference it to the registration of me and my license and pull up my, my picture because they had to eliminate me as a suspect. Because they have a descri- they have a description of the suspect, and I didn't match that description, so I don't know if I was, you know, too old, too fat, too white, too right, too hot, probably. <laughs> you too male, right? Because I don't. We, we're assuming gender, right? Right, right. Uh, um, but yeah, yeah, totally crazy, and exactly. and. Then, and- Wait, go ask you ask your question. Or make it well, up. I was going to ask: is, is is there any consideration on your part that this could be like a kind of an elaborate ruse, and this could be a family member of Chris or Linda or associate? Wait for more. Oh, okay. Ooh, okay. But and I do not know anything about this story. Right, right, and, and I don't know any. I don't know how it ends. I don't know how it ends. Ooh, okay. Uh, because it's still ongoing. But okay. when, as I was talking to uh, Chris and Linda's daughter, she, they, they had talked to it. So we live on a, you know, you, there are two exits, possible exits. One, one going one direction um, from Chris and Linda's, one going the other direction. They spoke to a neighbor on the other side of them named, um, named John. And she said, John doesn't, they have a video camera and they did not see my dad's truck leave last night. So he probably went the other way. So the other direction, closer to my house. So I speculate that the, that they stole Chris's truck potent, potentially, drove up towards my house, and were like, "Hey, look, another gray Ford pickup right there! How convenient!" 
As well, in other words, they didn't have to go looking for another one. It was right there, five or six houses down. You follow? Right. Then right. took it, right? So I know our neighbors across the street from me have a camera. I walked over there and said, hey, Ron, you guys, can you guys check your camera from last night to see if there, you see any activity? And he said he'd have his son check because his son knows the computer system better than him and blah, 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 blah. I also called the neighbor on one side of ours, uh, who it which would have been probably after the stolen truck would have turned, but just in case people drive up and make a U-turn or whatever. I know Bill, I said, Bill, I know that their son or son-in-law works for home security, so I assumed that they would have a, a camera. I said, do you have a camera in front of your house? And he said, we don't. Why do you ask? And I told him. Um, which, which, you know, I, anyway, and I told him what was going on. He said, well, we didn't, you know, we don't have a camera, but I did hear something going on. I heard some stuff on the street around 4 a.m., but I didn't see anything. I asked our neighbors on the other side of me. So both on my side of the street, not the one across the way. Um, I asked them, they have a ring camera. Did you see anything? (laughs) They strangely have the ring camera, but they don't play for the storage. So they can only go back like three hours which is a w- weird to me. Like, <laughs> I mean, what, going, what good is that doing you? If, you're, if your Amazon package gets stolen at noon and you don't get home until work at five and then, then you, got, you got nothing, what's the point? Right. right? <laughs> but anyway, that's not my business, right? Um, but I started to think about it. The people across the way have an adult son who also has a silver Ford pickup and they claim they didn't see anything on their camera. So what if, what if there, what I'm, by the way, I'm kidding at this point, but there are a lot of various scenarios. We don't know. We don't know that Chris and Linda's truck and my license plate were stolen for this as part of the same crime. It's possible that their truck was stolen and that my license plate was stolen by someone completely different, right? Because mm-hmm. o- oddly, the cop said they were able to determine that the truck was either an 18 or 19. Mine's a 14. And Chris's truck is a 20. Now, I don't know how they determined this. So maybe it could be 18, 19, or 20. And they just didn't know that at the time. Mm-hmm. Or, like I said, there's complete, or, the, or that there's completely two different crimes. Like, it's also possible that my license plate got put on a different, but they do know this silver Ford pickup. Now this is straight up mayor of East town stuff. Right. Isn't it? Right. And I just thought it was fishy that three neighbors, two who I know have cameras, one who I presume has a camera. None can tell me anything. Yeah. Right. They're all hiding something. Right, that's straight up Jeffrey Epstein business right there. Right. Well, but anyway, uh, all the conspiracy theories aside, uh, for sure my license plate was stolen, um, and and I'm pretty sure that uh, Chris and Linda's truck was stolen. That it, that this isn't, uh, you know, it, it, it was, I don't know what's going on there. The truck has not yet been recovered. We don't know if there was, the truck was in the possession of the Oakley PD or if it was just caught on camera out there, so they could so they could identify the license plate. And the uh, and the vehicle, but not, you know, but only off of uh, image. Well, I imagine, I imagine this is something where they don't 
follow up with you at this point because right no we're done we're 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 done because oakley is only investigating the crime committed against the person in oakley okay okay yeah yeah Right, and so I, you know, there, my my crime, my crime is not in the jurisdiction of Oakley, nor is Chris's. However, we did give them the, that detective's information to be like, that might be our truck. <laughs> you know, we want it if <laughs> you got it. Uh, and I haven't been able, I, I, I haven't contacted them and be like, what's going on? You know, uh, although I will eventually, I, I will, right. <laughs> Because we also don't, I mean, there's so many things that it, it could be that the car was used and then disposed of, you, you know, the truck was used and disposed of, burned, whatever, you know, it could be they don't want it back. Like I said, could, it, it seems really like I like you, use the, you, you like to use the Occam's razor. It seems too coincidental that a truck resembling mine gets stolen five houses down from me the night that my license also gets stolen and Absolutely. have those two, and have those two things not be connected. It is it is possible, but it seems that it would be more likely that they'd be connected. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Right. And one more addendum. You know, one more addendum. We found out later from Linda that Chris was kind of distracted and brain farted. He may have left his keys in the truck, and so like, <laughs> so so again, like, but it, but can you imagine the, from the from whoever this criminal or criminals are perspective? Whatever I, I want to know, I don't. I do, and I don't want to know what they were doing out in Oakley. But like they're cruising, looking to steal a car, and they're like, "Boom, car score right here!" Immediately, you know, oh, another truck right there. All right, let's go back to Oakley and commit this other. Use these, commit this yet other crime. Go right, right. What what a heck of a coincidence if that's the case. Yeah, there's that's a, that's a lot of co- confluence of events, right? But it could be that they just simply locked out that they were planning on doing committing whatever crime in Oakley as soon as they had the opportunity. And, you know, it, it was, it presented itself. Right. Well, before I'd heard about this key component, um, I would have assumed that they knew that they'd spotted both the trucks pre that this was a planned, um, steal the truck and then steal the license plate thing. But now that this, this key thing has been added, it may just be absolute luck. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It may just be people just walking by and 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 again and again. I don't know what the I don't know the nature of the crime in Oakland. I don't know if it's a violent crime, a property crime. Um, you know, I I, I'm gonna guess without again, you know, without any information, kind of like I did with Catcher in the Rye, that it's property (laughs) property crime. Uh, but I don't know that. You know, and I keep saying suspect or suspects, but the you know the detective only had the description of a suspect and eliminated me. Right. So that it, whatever the case may be. So yeah, that's my wild story for the weekend. That is, that is exciting news. I can't believe that. I, I, I would ask for, you know, follow-up information, but it's sounding like that, um, that there'll probably that follow-up uh, information will be, will be limited. It will, so it possibly. will be. It, it will probably be limited. What we'll, what we'll either find out, we, we will find out at some point when I run into the neighbors, is whether or not they were able to determine if his truck was the same truck, if it was recovered or destroyed or what have you. right? Because again, there's the, now there's all these other questions like, what if it was recovered, but they can't turn it over? Because for evidence, evidential reasons, then that would indicate it might be more violent than just a property crime. Maybe they don't have it at all. 
Um, and also, maybe the cop would have told Leslie what the crime was if she would have asked, but she didn't, and so he didn't volunteer. Chris, he'll definitely ask, and he might be able to he, he might be able to give us information regarding that. Um, so anyway, that 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 is, I already have new new plates, although I can't put them up because fuckers stole the frames too. Oh. <laughs> they they, they, they weren't they were they weren't nice enough to leave the frames and the bolts for me to put them back on. Gotcha. Did you have special frames? Like no, know? no, 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 no. They were just from the dealer. But and, you know, are now you going to get, get special frames? Yeah, I think I might. I might get some college alumni ones or something like that. Oh, very cool. Okay, yeah, yeah. I, I do not have special frames. I um I don't have anything that exciting to share other than that I'm back in the um uh back in the gym still and I'm feeling feeling very very good. I'm not going to wait. Okay, I feel like my my initial weight was um over what it really is because sure you know, I had, my you're, stomach wasn't you, yeah you're you're yeah. retaining so, water that kind of thing yeah right right and so I'm I'm gonna I'm not going to weigh myself for a couple weeks so that whatever that initial drastic bounce down is even more drastic because there's some sort of normalization period but or, I feel good about or my degree or, of soreness. Or it was very accurate, but if you wait two or three weeks, you might be able to see even six pounds of uh, of progress, which will feel better than um, you know. Certainly, twelve will feel better than six, but you, you want to give it enough time to see some. You you don't want to be shocked and be discouraged. Right, right, right. But but I'm I'm in it for sure. Feeling yeah. pretty good. About that. Uh, you inspired me. I weighed myself last Saturday morning. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you want to hear? Uh, well, I, I, you don't need to run numbers if you don't like, but I'm just curious what, how you felt about it. Or you can give me numbers, too. Uh, uh, I, I came in at uh, 211. Okay. W- That's with, a pound under what, what you had been before at the doctor, right? Well, it depends on how you look at it because I weighed myself in the privacy of my own home in wearing just underwear. Whereas, so, so. <laughs> As I recall, I, the doctor didn't let you disrobe it. Right. The the doctor did not let me disrobe. So if we if we assume that like jeans and a and a sweater have weight to them. And, and those, those that pocket full of rocks. <laughs> right. Hey, you know, you, you tease, but there there's a reason why there's a fifty pound uh limit on luggage, okay? You no, you're right? absolutely right. Yes. Right. Do, yeah, I mean, do, do, do people. So the, 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 the suitcase itself maybe weighs even if you even if it weighs, say, 20 pounds. Is anyone packing a 15 pounds of je- a 15 <laughs> pairs of jeans uh, when they're when they're going away for a week? Right. Close that weight. Right. You're, you're, maybe- I, totally, I agree. I agree. Um, but that, but that, what that really means is I actually gained weight since the doctor. So, um, or that their scale was off. Um, <laughs> there is but, that. but anyway, so I, it was, it was not where I wanted to be. I was not happy about it, but at least it wasn't a shock. You know? That's good. Right. That is definitely right. Well, I know I'd mentioned that I was um, feeling feeling healthy compared to old pictures of Jim Morrison, but I also um, we watched and I, I can't really define why it is that we watched it, but we watched um, Unhinged with uh, Russell Crowe this past weekend, and let me tell you when I saw him, I, mo in most of it he is 
sat behind a car seat and that there is some reason to that that guy that guy made me look svelte um he's definitely put on a pound and gone the marlon brando route um and i noticed that uh, when i when i mentioned that i was watching it, you've mentioned that you had seen it can you can you tell me what your thought process was in deciding to see it in the first place Oh, I don't know. I mean, we we looked at you know, it had Russell Crowe. We looked at the description of what it was about. We're like, this could be fun. Um, you kind of, you know, it, it was just sort of d- didn't want to think too hard, and and was looking for maybe like, you know, there are there are movies that are um, serious that are hard to calm down after, and then there's sort of a your proverbial Hollywood thriller type movie that is relatively easy to calm down after, and I assume, mm-hmm. we assumed that this would be kind of like that in that second second category, where it can mm-hmm. be, even, even when it's good, it's, it's, it's known to be phony. It's understood. Mm-hmm. Right, well, that's for sure. Um, where sometimes th- something is so so real it it it's it makes it more intense or more mm-hmm. personal or what have you and and so that's why we watched it and we probably kept watching it because it was filmed in new orleans um which we didn't know that but i knew it as soon as it started i'm like oh yeah i know where this is being filmed mm-hmm. um, but i don't know if you knew that or caught that i did not catch it i did not catch it yeah um i did, i did think that the production value was quite high I, I, you know, and the, the stunts were pretty nice, but I thought, you know, it's no surprise that it was horrible. Um, I don't remember the last movie that I saw that that was that bad. And it made me question, like, at what point in the process did they know that they were working on a piece of garbage? Because they, there well, was. Well, let me ask you this. Did, when did you decide it was a piece of garbage? I, you know, I would say that I was pretty sure that it was garbage. Well, put it this way. Before the family got in the car, my daughter was able to predict um, the strategy that they were going to use to evade him in the very end based on the setup. Um, And so it was pretty transparent and predictable I was pretty sure it was garbage when they have their first run in where it's, it's, it was interesting the way that they played it so that the heavy duty traffic was to create stress and tension, but then somehow they were supposed, there was also supposed to be stress and tension about what he could do to them in the traffic. And I felt that there was a, a, a disconnect there. I felt the telescoping of, uh, if that's the right expression, I don't know, of how the she her phone, that she didn't have a password on her phone, and then the shot of her phone in her car was just, I felt like it, they were smacking me over the head. I, I felt like it was just straight dumb. And as I processed, I was like, well, at what point did I think it was going to be good? And I, I don't know. Well, I mean, see, I think, I think, I th- I was with it for a while, and then the thing is, is you don't know where to go with a movie like that because premise wise, it sounds okay, right? Mm-hmm. But then you realize that where it, it, you have to keep ramping up his crazy, mm-hmm. okay, and you real and psychological from a psychological thriller standpoint, you realize, and this is kind of kind of what serves the movie well. Um, is is that at first it's just a road rage incident, and then the more you learn about him and his divorce, 
And of course, she's a single mom. And so he sees that she's a woman with a kid. And so he's going to project all his hate on his ex-wife and his family troubles to this person that cut him off in traffic. And what, and then was it nice to him about it because he wanted the apology, right? right? Wouldn't apologize. Right. Um, this is, this is all sort of, it's sort of a, um, what, yeah, what, oh God, what was that movie, uh, with uh, falling down? That was his falling Falling down. down. Okay. Yeah. That that was his falling down moment where he just kind of snapped and all all of his personal stresses were going to be unleashed at this moment and directed at this person. And these are the reasons why, but eventually he wasn't calming down (laughs) as anyone normal would. Right. And, but he can, because then you don't have a movie, but then it, it, you know, at the point that he's, he's got the, what was it? The friend at the restaurant and then the brother or whatever. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, I I think that's when I started to, to, you know, it, it lost me, so to speak. And then it just got, and then at the very, very end was just when it was straight up sort of dumb, but they, but there was nowhere to go with it. And and when I say nowhere to go, I don't know that I, you know, I, that's, that's, that's the charge of the filmmakers. That's why, that's why creative people are are supposed to be creative. Maybe there was something they could do, or maybe, or, 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 you know, or maybe, um, you know, maybe it was destined to be what it was going to be. Right. Because I do, I do think that there were some elements that were worth it in there. It, it's yeah. just so. So when they, so when, when, when did they know they were going to make a piece of garbage? They never did. Right. I think they all knew what the script was. The script was a thriller, and they thought so long as they could be engaging, they, they never, no one ever in that thought that they were making a, you know, an Academy Award winner. They all knew that they were making, and, and also I would add that this sort of formula worked better in the 90s. Yes. Oh, I think that's absolutely true. People had lower standards. And not just lower standards, but that was a type of movie. Think about all the crazy person thriller movies that were out in the 90s, whether it was uh, Sleeping with the Enemy or even or uh, Hand Hand the Rocks the Cradle or Basic Instinct Mm -hmm. or, uh, you know, it it could be a crazy man. It could be a crazy woman. There were a number of them, but there was a uh, 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 unlawful entry. Uh, mm-hmm. Another one. Yeah, I'm trying to remember the one where Michael Keaton plays a crazy guy. Well, Pacific Heights. Pacific Heights, right? See, you you know it, right? There was there was a number of them. This was just kind of another version of those movies. And for all we know, this this script bounced around for the last 25 years. Yeah, but what I would argue is that the requirements for for this film of taking place so far on the road, so much on the road, and be behind the wheel necessarily handicapped it. So I, I agree that the that the um, formula for uh, crazy person soccer is can create legitimate tension. Uh, I just think that some of the structural. Yeah. And as I recall, and it's been a long time when I say a long time, it's been a couple months since we saw it. Um, it didn't it open with like like reports of people of road rage being reported increasing across the country or the, something like that during during the credits that that's what's going on yes. the opening credits the opening credits yeah yeah there's a, there's a pre-scene where he's murdering his own family right i kind of feel like that that those opening credit that opening credit sequence was out of place they were they, right. it, it really they were trying to establish they were trying to tell you that guess what this movie is going to be about it's like but we already know so well 
it, and it was, it was it was totally all wrong. There was no other part of that movie that had news reports or footage or newsreel or and it didn't fit. It just didn't fit. It didn't fit thematically. It didn't fit like it didn't flow lighting wise. Like it just there it. it yeah. Well, I mean, what what it was was it, it was an extended it was an extended version of like in a novel that opens with a quote. Mm-hmm. It was it was like that, but it was too long of a quote. Right. Well, they were trying to beat you over the head with the the theme that like society is falling apart because of a lack of civility. That we do not we do not have the same bond or connection with our um, fellow man, and these are examples of that happening. That was sure. that was what I got out of that, and I I feel like maybe it was added after test screenings to try to make it so that there's there's something quote unquote of substance going on rather than just the crazy man is following us. You know what I mean? Sure. To, that was yeah, that, yeah, 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 yeah. I get you. Who knows? Studio notes, maybe. I'm not a filmmaker. I don't know. I'm sure someone in the studio knows. I, uh, but I know. I, I I disagree with you that they didn't know that they. I I think it was full on, you know, Vietnam style that they'd already, you know, put this much money and time into it that they that they knew they couldn't pull out, and um, that there was some point at which there was a recognition that this is this is garbage. But neither of us were there. So. Well, I mean, yeah, I, I define garbage. They all they always hope to make the best with what they have, always. Right. I think that's true. I, I, I think that's absolutely true. Well, and I think that it's interesting because – and th- this is where, where I was puzzled by it and where I said that there were some quality things about it um, in that as a screenplay, everything that was in there came back together. It came back around at the end. Right. It was just so obvious that it was going to so, – so you knew the person who made it and wrote it understood how to structure the story so that these elements would be important. But it was just so – like I'll use the expression again. I think I use it frequently, ham-handedly done, that it just made me shake my head right. over and over again. Right. The movie, the, movie, the movie could have used a little more subtlety. Yes. <laughs> or some subtlety, yes. Right. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, um, is you know, so we seem to have a theme of dudes that have let themselves go. Yes. Uh, have you been? Have you been? How, how has your diet changed in the last week? Um. Well, my diet has changed in that I've had we we, we had some um some popsicles in the um in the place. <laughs> And well, no, 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 uh, that they, but they have been in the freezer since finding out that, uh, about this weight thing. So it's no, I, when I say had some or have some, I didn't mean that we consumed them. I mean that they're still sitting in the freezer. Okay. Okay. Yeah, 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 absolutely. And, um, so you did, you, you abstained from eating the treats that were already there. Precisely. Precisely. I have, um, drank more water. And, um, I have been more conscientious of things such as sour cream and butter. And, um, that's that pretty much just being aware of those extra calories, that extra snacking, those extra peanuts that I would be consuming otherwise. And you, not- you said, you said peanuts as in the shelled legume, right? Yes. Yes. Okay. I wasn't sure. Yeah. In case anyone is wondering what else you were eating. 
Why have you done? Have you done? Yeah, <laughs> I can't. Took you a second on that one. Yeah, really. I, yeah, I know. <laughs> the sound quality's gotten so much better that you didn't even uh, you know blink on that one. Right, exactly. If if only uh, Unhinged were as subtle as you are, <laughs> then maybe it would have tricked me for a moment or two. What I noticed is I haven't weighed my hadn't weighed myself in a long, long time. And what I notice is there's a subconscious thing that happens when I weigh myself and I'm above where I want to be, where I just find myself not as hungry. Hmm. Um, I, I so, think you're right. So I, I, you know. In general, I'm going to eat the sour cream that I want to eat or the butter that I want to eat, um, but I may not eat the thing that needs the sour cream or the butter or I'll have less of the thing underneath it to begin with. Uh, I've certainly been snacking less, or grabbing fewer pretzels or whatever that, um, you know, I could say no pretzels, but that, you know, maybe maybe that's not going to happen. Um, but maybe, you know, you know, but the breakfasts have gotten smaller the dinners have gotten smaller. Din- dinners, has, dinners have been a challenge because we can't always have a dinner ready by the time Cormac's got to eat, but we want to eat with him. So we'll have like this small little dinner with him and then another small little dinner later um, of the thing that, that we actually prepare. Like, so he's having leftovers. We'll have leftovers with him and then eat again. And that's hard to portion out. That portion mm-hmm. control is difficult. Um, so mm-hmm. I've just had to be more conscious of that too. Uh, I wish I wish time were it, it was as such that we could deliver on that, but it is what it is. Uh, um, do you follow? Do you follow what I mean? Absolutely. Well, I yeah, that totally makes sense. And um, I have also been using uh, the smaller plate for breakfast, so my my scramble is considerably smaller than it usually is than it has right. been in the past. A makes, small, makes a huge difference. Right, a smaller scramble. Right, right, exactly. All right. Well, um, on that note, we've we've had a good, nice little chat. I think, right? Indeed, indeed. All right. So, uh, you know, whatever. You know, I'll keep you and all of our gazers posted on the uh, crime story. The uh, sounds the, good. Yeah the the Oakley heist, if you will. Well, yeah, yeah. No, I'll I'll, I'll be looking for um, uh, Jimbo of Concord to be premiering on HBO in the next two years or so, right about the same time that Scott Weiland pick comes out. Oh right, the mayor of East Town, Jimbo of Concord, is that what is that what it is? Oh man, both of us are just too subtle for our own good. Right. <laughs> boom, boom, boom. <laughs> All right, man. Take care. See ya.